Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey guys and gals, welcome in. This is Chris Kiefer and this is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Racetech. How the hell are you guys doing out there? Another episode, another week. It's a fun one. I got a great one here for you. It's a little long, but I think you guys will enjoy it. First things first, let's pay some bills. Rocky Mountain ATVMC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the one-stop shop for all of you guys out there. Thank you, Rocky Mountain. Thank you, Fly Racing. If you guys haven't checked out FlyRacing.com, go do yourself a favor and go check it out. It's an awesome website. BMX, casual, moto, snowmobile. It's about that time of year when it starts snowing. They got that stuff for you guys out there, too. Go check them out, FlyRacing.com. Tell them I sent you. Tell JT to suck it. Chris Kiefer rules. That's what I'm going to say on this podcast this week. JT, suck it. Chris Kiefer rules. Thank you. Racetech, Racetech.com. I just went out and did some tests with Racetech not too long ago. Great guys, great service, great suspension. Go hit them up, Racetech.com. If you guys want a discount code, you guys are looking to save yourself some ducats, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. I'll get you in contact with someone over there at Racetech. Save yourself some money, get your suspension rebuilt, revalved, resprung, whatever it is that you need. Hey, you need some engine services? They do that too. They do it all. Racetech.com. Go check them out. Last but not least, ProTaper. ProTaper.com. You're looking for some flex and some strength? We all do. We all need that in our lives. Go get yourself a ProTaper Evo handlebar. I run SX Race Band. That's my fave. You can go see all the bends they have over at ProTaper.com. They have everything, not just handlebars. They got a lot of other things that you could be interested in, so go check out that website. All right, like I said, this is a long, at least for me, a long episode. I had Joe Aloff come in here. We had a talk with uh, a little bit about the Vet Nationals. We had uh, part two of this podcast where he goes over basically his 2020 KX450 race machine. I talked Joe into racing this race, just like I did Mathis, just like I do all my other friends. I am very hard to deal with as a friend. I am up your ass constantly. I'm in your shit. I have a buddy sitting in studio right now. He can attest to that. If he was mic'd up, he would tell you, but he's not. There's a reason why he's not mic'd up, because I don't want him telling you guys shit. Anyway, Joe and I sat down. We spoke about part two of his KX450 build, why he did the things he did, and of course, We do go off on a little things here and there, so don't expect this podcast to be scripted. It isn't, because I had someone drop by today as well. The Seven Deuce Deuce dropped by. He was in his Lycra. He wanted to go mountain biking, so he just barged in the studio and, you know, took control of it. So that's what he does. So I'm sorry. If you don't want a Seven Deuce Deuce um, image in your head, don't listen to this podcast. But if you like Seven Deuce Deuce, 
He comes in on the end of this, and we have some fun with him as well. But nonetheless, Joe is a hardworking dude. He doesn't get to race as much as he uh, used to back in the day. Obviously, he has three kids. His little boy races, but he built this bike specifically for him and how he likes it. So there's a lot of interesting tidbits in here. We talk about clamps and why people need clamps, or they don't. We talk about A-Kit, why people need those, or maybe not. So as usual on this podcast, there's just more to it than just the title. So dive in, enjoy yourselves, and if you guys have any questions, as always, I'm here to help. Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Jody's not going to help you. Don's not going to help you. Kiefer's going to help you. That's what we do here. That's why we built this son of a bitch. And that's why we keep the lights on around here because we like helping people. We like people riding dirt bikes. We like people having a good time, smiling. I love it when you guys come up to the track and talk to me about, hey, man, I bought these parts because uh, you answered. You took the time to answer the questions. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing this thing. So, Thank you guys for listening. Please support the advertisers that are on this show. Don't skip over the commercials. They're fun commercials. It's a great time. Save yourself some money. There's product discount codes in these commercials. So do yourself a favor. Take 15 minutes out of your day. Listen to these commercials. Buy something from them, and that helps us. That's all we want. That's all we want from you guys. So thank you guys for listening. I'll see you at the track, and I'll see you next week. We finally got this gear freaking podcast done. So. Stay tuned for that next week, and I'll see you at the track. Stay tuned for Joe. All right, guys. Welcome back. The Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. We have Joe Aloff here in my uh, lovely studio. I have a, a vet designations bib. It's a world champion bib. Very nice. How much do you think it would go on eBay? Seven, um, seven bucks? No, I'm thinking <laughs> six figures at least. Woo! Retire. Yep. Uh, so, Joe, backstory. I'm sure you guys listened to part one. If you guys are listening to this episode, we gave Joe – actually, we we kind of forced Joe to race the WUSA World Vet MX. Gentle persuasion, I like to call it. Yes. It wasn't really gentle, but it was persuasion. But he wanted – he had the Suzuki last year, and he was like, yeah, I need something else. I want I want to get something else. So, he, Kawasaki lured him out of retirement. Um, we gave him the KX450. He started building it to what he felt like he wanted to be able to go race, right? Yep. And then we did part one, so we're not going to recap that here. If you guys want to listen to that, go back, listen to part one. That is available now. But in part two, he did some more modifications before the World Vet. So we're here to talk about those, why he did those, and some of them are a little bit expensive, right? Do we ever get the... Yeah. Yeah, some of them are, right? Yeah, kind of some high-end stuff, um, but hey, it was offered, and I was not going to say no. Okay, let me I'm ask you this magical question. Huh. This is going to be a tough one for you. Uh-oh. So, you, your own money, because these are the people who are going to listen to this, right? Uh-huh. Would you spend your money on this bike and the mods that you made, knowing how much all of this stuff costs? That is a tough question, and I think... The answer lies in kind of what what you're doing. Um, if you're just going to go ride trails or something or just weekend warrior, weekend maybe guy. even that, I mean, you can you can make your experience better by putting some of this stuff on there, even if you're just practicing on the weekend. But, you know, it, it, I guess just how serious you want to get with it. If you're going to be racing and you, you want to try to be comfortable and, and I kind of mentioned in 
the article, you know, if you want to be able to go ride, you have to be comfortable right away or go race. I'm sorry. You have to be comfortable right away to when the gate drops, just go. So, um, I don't really have a good answer for it. I, I, I would say it depends on. Well, let me paint you a picture then. Maybe this will help you. Uh Oh, so you and Liam, which is Joe's kid, 12, 13, 13, 13. Dad, I want to start racing more. Will you come race with me? Uh, maybe not every weekend, obviously, because you're busy working and you have mm-hmm. other, you know, yeah, more, more to your family. My than actual, just Liam. Yeah, my actual job and then two yeah, daughters right. and a wife. So, yeah. So, Dad, I want to race more. I really want to try. And you see him putting in the effort. You know, he gets home, works on his bike, trains a little bit. You know, you can show that he's put in the effort, but he wants you to go race as well. So maybe that consists of racing once or twice a month would you do these mods yes okay so that that's absolutely yes yeah you're you're racing you guys out there listening you guys are you know you bought a kx 450 of course you guys are out there racing maybe 12 times a year 13 times a year and you're competitive that's the thing that i guess joe's trying to really hone in here i i'm a competitive dude still i haven't really lost that in me i'm 43 when i choose to do something just like you I'm in. I'm yep. going to try to do the best I can do. You know? Yep, absolutely. So I started this whole deal when you gently told me I was racing. <laughs> it was really gently. It was like kind of like, <laughs> hey, you're racing. Yeah. I was, I was like, like hey, I need a bike race. then. Yeah. But once you told me I'm doing it, I'm like, well, if I'm going to do it, then I'm not going to half-ass it. I'm going all in, and I'm going to try to get the best that I can get and, you know, put everything out there and, and see what happens. Right. And that's what I did. So I'm competitive as well. Um, no matter how many times I sit there and say, even when I'm practicing, I remember a few years ago, I was riding a two stroke, 252 stroke, and I absolutely loved it. Had a ball. Really? When'd you have that? Uh, this is like 2012. This is a while ago. Like a YZ? Yeah. Oh, I know. And uh, I rode it and I, I had a ball and I, man, I would feel like I was hauling ass. And then some kid that, you know, I could probably beat pretty much any day would come flying by me on a four stroke mm-hmm. and i used to get so pissed mm-hmm. and this is when you know i was done racing and going down the fireman route and all that stuff i'm like you have no reason to be competitive with people on a practice day yet you can't even turn it off right so you know long story short i ended up getting rid of the two stroke and getting back on a four stroke <laughs> just so i could keep my sanity <laughs> and here i am so right. no matter how much i guess once a racer always a racer you know I don't know. I, I don't, I guess when it's, I'll push to a certain level. Yeah. And if I think I should be beating someone and it's, you know, making me push past that comfort level, I'm like, oh, I got to find something. I got to do this or do that. I can't, yeah, I can't stand to be beat. So I don't know. It's, it's a disease. I there's think. a lot. No, there's a lot. Actually, there's a lot more of you and I out there that I've come to find out over the course of these two and a half years I've been doing this is. Guys will email me and say, look, I'm a middle-class dude. I love to race still. I'm competitive. You know, I have some money to spend on this because this is what I love to do, but I want to make sure it's the right spend, you know? Yeah. So that's what's kind of cool about you is, like, middle-class family. You're not rich. You come from this hardworking background. You still have that about you and your family. So that's why I like to talk to you about it because I know you'll give me the straight-up shit it's not some fluffy bullshit like, yeah, but I take all this stuff. It's great. Even if you're a weekend warrior, I know that's bullshit, you know? So, yeah, not everybody's got 
endlessly deep pockets. So if we can kind of narrow down the process, I guess, and, and give everybody some, some good things to buy, and then I guess we're doing something good. All right, so part two, if you guys want to read it, it is up on keyforingtesting.com. Joe's, uh, you got to stop moving around. Sorry, I got to get comfortable. I'm you, old. You, okay, we're all going to wait for Joe here. You good? Yeah, I'm good. You good now? Yeah. Okay. Um, See what I get around here? I'll pressure, pressure all the time. <laughs> can't do this, can't do that. Okay, go check it out, keyforingtesting.com. Joe's thoughts. He wrote a nice article, kind of talks about the event and all the mods that you're about to hear about right now. So part two, what did you do? So we already got everything. What do we, part one, what do we have on the bike? Uh, we just did comfort, really, like bars, grips, pro taper bars, grips. Um, I tried the FCP mounts. Yep. And the exhaust. Okay. So that was part one. Now we're here at part two. What do you want to start out with? What'd you do? Uh, first thing we can start, we can just stick with the power. Okay. Um, I went to Pro Circuit and thought about uh, maybe we should get a piston, high compression piston, uh, an ECU, and then talking with, you know, obviously Mitch had to kind of make the decision on what he wanted to, you know, do for me and talk to a few other people like, you know what, just try the ECU first and we can move the power around and put it where you want it. And then uh, they had a really good map that they had already used. I tried and liked it. Um, so we just stuck with that. They said, I think you'll be okay with this. I don't think you'll need, you know, uh, a piston if you, if this does what you want it to do. So me, that's what we decided. And we didn't put this up on the article, which I totally forgot about until you said this. How can a guy go get that map? Let's say, he, you know, you have this map that you're talking about that you liked. You know, I'm sure they're going to charge. They're going to charge you for this map, right? Yeah. Uh, which we do not know how much it is. Correct. I do not. Way to go. I know. Way to go. I'm sorry, but I had a lot to do in a small amount of time, so I don't want to hear your shit. Um, so if you guys want this map that Joe's talking about, you can go to Pro Circuit. Tell him, hey, I heard it over at Keyfring Testing and Joe Aloff's map, and then I'm sure it'll charge you a certain fee because most of the tuners do that. Jamie at Twisted does that. Chad at XPR. Um, they just can't give you, you know, people say, hey, just can I get that map? Some of these developers really took a long time to develop these maps, so it cost them time and money. So um, go to Pro Circuit and get this map. So what did it do? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to throw that all in. No, no, that's good. Uh, it, it, What I was looking for was to broaden second gear a little bit. I, I don't like, you know, especially everything was kind of geared towards making everything work at Glen Helen. Um, everybody knows Glen Helen gets has a hard base, is slick, you know, nasty, choppy. You know, we've been over that a million times. But so what I wanted, I, I didn't want anything that was really jumpy. Mm -hmm. You know, I think if you were back east or in somewhere with some tackier dirt, um, maybe you would want some more snap because that dirt kind of pulls down the power. But out here, if you know, if you got too snappy, then you're just lighting up the rear wheel, losing traction, doing all that. So I wanted kind of second gear to be more broad. I can start rolling on the throttle more and it's not jumpy. It just gets into the meat of the power. And then um, when I would shift the third, fourth, needed a, you know, a little more pull from mid to top. And then uh, that kind of changing the power around in that area would kind of help the recovery time, like we talked about before. Mm -hmm. now, if I happen to shift too early or if I want to shift early or if I want to run third more, you know, at the end of the moto when I'm tired and can't hang on, I was able to do that. And that's what I was looking for. Um, and I just kind of, threw that out there to the guys and they're like okay we've got a map that kind of does that exact thing 
uh, exact thing. So try this out. Took it over there one day, got it back, and uh, put it on, and, and it did exactly that. So, so basically, you just really put your happy. ECU in? Yeah, just pulled it right off, gave it to Schneike, and he's like, all right, give me a few. You know, I had some other things to do, ran some errands, came back, and like, there you go, try that out. Okay. So it was really that easy. So it's is that something that you noticed right away? I mean, I know you didn't get to do it back-to-back at the track, but obviously you have had time on your bike with the with standard ECU setting that you ran, and then you put this one in. Is it something that you felt right away? Yeah, especially, you know, the long straights, um, uphills, and then I actually noticed it more during the race because I ended up not being able to hang on and got tired. Like the the, the second gear, the broad you know, usable power that right. I got. Just easier to ride. Yeah, easier to ride. I got in those situations where I was like just hanging on, you know, because I pumped up and whatever. I was still able to go, okay, you know, I'm not, I know this bike's not going to, you know, rip out of my hands or I'm not going to do a donut if I right. get on the gas too hard. So you said donut. That's awesome. Yeah. I do a donut. <laughs> well, what do you call oh it? God. What do you call it? I don't know, but I haven't heard. That's like some. <laughs> Uh, like I haven't heard that word from people that actually been in the industry a long time. Like you guys did a donut that was sick. <laughs> I was like a fucking oh like a ten God. year old dude. Like I used to do donuts in the yard. That's awesome. I love it. Um, okay, so you didn't go with the. Piston. What do you want me to call it a Brody? Um, I like donut. Fuck it. We're sticking with donut. All right, donut it is. All right. So no piston. No piston. You're happy with the power right now. I am. You're not gonna go Joe Martinez on me and. <laughs> Get a piston a month later? <laughs> What'd I say? <laughs> I got checkered. Uh, I don't think so. I'm not gonna rule it out because I don't know. But uh, <laughs> you're gonna do. You it. never know. You, know. you never know. Oh my gosh! If uh, but honestly, I'm happy with where it is right now. Um, it's usable. I can ride it hard. Like I don't like. I, I can. I never really did like a motor that even when I was racing. Um, Your that, supercross motors gnarly. No. Really? I mean, they obviously had to have some, you know, the low end torque and snap for for Supercross. But if you get something that's too gnarly, you can't. I mean, you can make a 450 unrideable. Yes. And I don't. It, it doesn't really do you any good. So I never kind of wanted that. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. It, and it's always happened. You got to have enough power, obviously. But if it's not usable, it's. I don't know why from, is it there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, right. yeah. I it's can't. like having seven chicks in the room. You only can go through two to three of them. Why have the other four there? Uh, I believe that's a different story. <laughs> that is not. I'm just <laughs> all right. So ECU. I think, I think you can bring all seven in and say, "Fuck <laughs> it, let's see what happens." <laughs> let's roll the dice. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know if I can handle this, but I, I'm, I'm willing to try. I want to die trying. Yeah. Uh, it might be worth it. Uh, second mod. What do we want to talk about? Um. What did I do second? Uh, da, 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 da. Let's just talk about ah. them. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, I thought we were talking about the clutch. That's what we. Uh, that's where I was going. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, obviously, the whole, you know being usable. If you got all this power and it's not transferring to the rear wheel and you're not getting traction, or you have any kind of lull or whatever, then you know the power then becomes wasted. So, um, called up Henson and got an inner and outer basket, uh, pressure plate, heavier springs, and. Uh, Obviously, a, a cool-looking Henson cover mm-hmm. because I like the way a Henson clutch always feel. It's really a positive uh, feel at the lever. With if stock, you guys can't see this, but he's moving his fingers yeah, while he's talking right it's, now. Yeah, you know, it's kind of the same thing. When You're you two-finger guy? When you get on the bike, uh, I think, I don't know, one or two. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I don't know. 
it's kind of when you get on the bike, you always got to grab the clutch. And right. as I'm doing this, I have to, whatever. Anyway, um, but it's just a positive feel of the clutch. Like the, the stock one was good and it, it never slipped or anything, but it just felt spongy, you know, and I do abuse the clutch. So if I have like a positive feel and it grabs and I, I and consistently grabs in the same spot, then I know what to expect from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the engagement was kind of vague on the stock one with the stock one. Yep. And then uh, a little mushy and there's kind of like, it wasn't slipping. So I guess it's maybe you can explain this a little better than me, but it, it just seemed like there was a yep I a that. lag. Yep. So what Joe's talking about on the stock KX450, you guys have there, you have the stock, you used to have the stock clutch. We talked about removing the judder spring. There's a judder spring in there just like a Honda. You can remove that and add a plate just like the Honda. Well, that's all fine and dandy and that'll take some away your slippage, but it also makes the clutch super grabby. And I don't like that. So the engagement point is very narrow. That window is narrower without that judder spring in there. So I would rather have the judder spring in there stock. But what Joe's talking about, under load, coming out of corners, you would start to accelerate and throttle hard out of a corner. And it almost felt like the clutch was slipping because it wasn't engaging. So you have this point of contact under load in the clutch where it just would would just miss engagement and it almost felt like and then you would start to go again which would almost kind of screw up your exits of corners at times yeah so i'm like joe as well like i need if you're heavy under throttle you need a positive engagement you need something that is direct contact from the clutch to the rear wheel yeah exactly and that's what we were able to achieve obviously with the henson stuff and then the durability of the henson you know for me i abuse the clutch so i like to be able to put parts on a bike that i can throw on there and then do minimal maintenance how was the pool did the pool change much it didn't i thought it would obviously you get stiffer springs but um i didn't really notice that change at all okay so and what about the window of engagement that we talked about is that still fairly wide or wider or what it narrowed it, okay, but it was consistently in the same spot. So that for me is, you know, if you know what to expect, you know what's coming. I can usually kind of adjust, you know, my riding or when I get on the gas right. or whatever to that. Okay. So um, that was a a really a good change. Obviously, um, I, I'm not the greatest at installing clutch baskets, and uh, I was able to figure that one out on my own. I did have. But did you have to grind anything off on this one or no? Yeah, you have to take the, the back gear off. Right. So you have um, to grind the rivets off? Yep. Okay. Grind the rivets off and then throw it on there. And But you did it. No problem? I did. I had a... Uh, Is this what you did in the fire station? I did not. No, that was just graphics. Okay. I did. It. You have to press off. The, there's the, the big gear and then the smaller internal. I don't know if it's internal gear. Whatever gear it is. You have to press that off. So I had to take it over to Ty's house and... I don't have a press, so okay. I said, "Hey, I need you to help me out." He's like, "Why are you doing this?" You know, I'm like, "Ah, uh, just just press it off." He did so, <laughs> and he gave me a bunch of shit about other stuff. But he doesn't have no room to talk right now. I he know he broke his foot. I know, I know. Going out racing a race he shouldn't have raced in. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's the whole line podcast. He's yeah, he's racing. Do a podcast with Ty. That'd be a good podcast. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Um. So yeah, there was that, and Henson hook this up on that and then uh the final thing was um pro pro taper gave me a sprocket and chain um gearing i kept no, no no gearing change i kept the same gearing 
as so stock. Thirteen forty nine. Thirteen fifty. Thirteen fifty. Yep. Okay. Fairly ninety nine percent sure. I think so. I think yeah. Right, Thirteen fifty. Yeah. Stayed with that because I like. I mean, you know, some other people like to say, "Oh, you can add a tooth here," but it seems it never does what I want mm-hmm. the bike to do when I add a tooth. It just makes second jumpier and there's still a gap between second and third right and doesn't solve any problems for you no it doesn't really ever clear that up so um stuck with stock gearing um pro taper stuff is like i said you know i like to throw it on there not have to worry about it it lasts um i never have problems with it so protaper.com protaper.com mm-hmm. get those guys they'll hook Good you up advertiser here Keith Rink. thank you joe thank you <laughs> um so yeah that kind of took care of you know, getting the power, transferring the power, getting the power to the ground. And then uh, the next step was suspension. So I could be mm, able to charge through bumps and, and hang on to stuff. All right. So, so usually a guy races a vet race, just valves it. You know, uh, maybe boy. some springs. Not here Joe we Martinez go. here. Here we go. He's got some influence over there at PC that pushed some stuff on him, which is fairly bitching, which he'll talk about, but. Uh, yeah, so you got some quality internals in your fork. Yeah. I took uh, the suspension to Pro Circuit, and Luke there in suspension said, hey. And, and Bones, of course. Bones facilitated all this. So, hey, we have uh, something new we're, we're trying and offering to people. Um, it's A-Kit internals. It drops right into your stock stuff. That's badass. Would you like to try that? And, of course, you're not going to say no. Right. So... Uh, they hooked that up. So it's basically the same stuff that the team uses. Right. Um, so same in internals. To, to explain that, sorry to interrupt. To explain that, the team must sell what they race because the 250 team can't run factory parts without having the company sell what they run. Correct? Yes. So here's the word AMA. that's going to be tough for me. Homologation. Homologation. Thank you. Good, good job. Got it. So they needed to do that so they can get it homologated. To have them run it, correct? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I think you got to sell so many units, or at least have that many units available to sell. Right. And then you're able to run them uh, in AMA Pro Racing. Right. So, do we know what is involved in that kit? Can you give us any specifics? Um, I have very very little details because I don't want to screw them up. So I'm obviously going to defer to to Pro Circuit if you've got questions and want to know more. Give you know get in contact with them on the website or call them, but um, it is twenty seven millimeter uh, cartridge okay. that drops in. I think your stock is twenty five millimeter okay. cartridge. Mm-hmm. Um, has the same coatings, the Kashima coatings inside, right? Yep. That uh, you know any work suspension has, um, and it's just basically that's really all the details I have about it. But from my little knowledge of it, is you know that and a kit stuff or. or factory suspension the tolerances and everything are you know tighter so there's less whatever flex and everything kind of just works smoother with the coatings and and everything's i don't know basically smoother. perfect yeah yeah, yeah. smoother it's so it all tolerances, smoother, it works so, great yeah your dampening is going to be a little bit more consistent yeah okay. so um so then they valve the shock too as well Yep, valve the shock. Um, Nothing A-kit in the shock, though, correct? Nope, nope. Shock was just uh, a standard, their their customer setup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what we found, and what kind of what I, I didn't really elaborate on at all in the, in the story I wrote, but 
uh, our first initial setup was a little too stiff because I'm 195 pounds. Um, I think they thought maybe I went a little faster than I did. Right. <laughs> so they set it up, and it was a bit too stiff. I went out and tried it, and uh, I was like, cool. You know, I can't. Uh, this is a little hard to hold on to, and I couldn't figure out why. And they're like, ah, maybe we can soften things up a little bit. So um, we did that and got the forks. I think we just went a little softer on the spring rate of the forks and left the valving the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, the forks were great. They, uh, like I, you know, talked about before, they stayed up in the stroke, absorbed any, like if I overjump anything, slap down landings, you know, I could just launch the how, front end of the bike pretty much into anything I wanted. How was it on the small, because obviously Glen Helen and I raced the same race as you, and it's all that small, shitty chop. Did it soak that up too? Because usually when I try to get a fork that holds up, it's not very good in those areas, right? So. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, give and take. If you want it to hold up and, and work on the big stuff, then it may suffer a little bit in the small choppy stuff. But, you know, whether it's just the valving they had or the A-kit stuff, it kind of is, you know, I, and I hate to sound like I'm always like, oh, it's great, it's great, it's right, great. But right. the forks really are like the best of anything you want. With that cartridge in there and, you know, the pro guys and top guys have talent. Right. That's, you know, not nobody's going to argue that. But there are things on their bike that make, make those. Better. Yeah, that yeah. make them a little better. They're able to push in like right. that front end traction on the little stuff, any kind of lean angle. And you're going through little bumpy stuff, the little choppy stuff. It just makes it feel like it's not there. It's like, hard to explain to you guys out there listening to the average guy that hasn't had a good setup because i get it i ride stock bikes a lot and i rode a stock bike at the race just because i know it it's comfortable and i just that's what i know so i i don't vary from that when i go race but with joe's case he tried some things he's like hey i don't get to ride a lot i want to make sure i'm still comfortable i can go at a high speed and push my limit but i have to be able to have certain things to be able to get to that limit yeah so when you see when you you can't really. We can't sit here and talk to you guys about it unless you've experienced. So that's what we're trying to bridge the gap to you guys. Yes, it costs money on these certain parts, but some parts actually do make you better. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Okay. Let's just call a spade a spade. You slap a pro circuit muffler on your bike. Yeah, it's not going to make you a better rider. It's going to help a little bit in the power, but it's not going to make you go uh, two seconds faster. But yeah. in this case. It could in the suspension case, correct? Yeah. Especially on a, a nasty track. Because um, you think about, I mean, really, uh, a race comes down to corners and who can get through them quicker. You got however many corners, 10 to 12 corners, probably 15 corners on average. Right. Um, if you can make up time in all those corners, you know, everybody can go fast down a straightaway. Right. And the bikes are all pretty competitive in that area. So if you can get into, through, and out of a corner, you know, consistently even if it's a couple tenths faster you know you add that up over time and it's two seconds a lap or whatever so those are the big areas where you can you can make up time and if you're able to push into a corner you know jump over the there's several things where you jump over kind of at Glen Helen on the tracks and a lot of tracks where you go you know down on the back side of something there's these huge braking bumps if you're not comfortable sending it in there especially like on the first lap like a race, you could practice in the in the morning at eight thirty. You may not race till ten o'clock, eleven, you know, ten thirty. Different to, track. 
yeah, bumps get bigger. And you got to know that, like, oh, I can send this in there and, and nothing's going to happen. And when right. you have that peace of mind, that confidence, you can go faster. So, And the fact that when your suspension heats up, that's the, that's the one downside to stock suspension, people. It'll yes. work for a little bit until mm-hmm. it gets very hot because it will get hot over time, right? And then the, what happens is you lose consistency, that feel. You'll be hitting that bump several times, and then once that suspension heats up, that bump will react your bike to a different way. And you'll either get bucked or side to side. So some of this A-kit stuff that Joe's talking about and the valving, the things that they do, helps with heat and consistency. Yep. So especially with that cartridge change that they did, going from a 25 to a 27, that helps consistency. That'll help heat. Mm-hmm. Anything better, I'm sorry, anything bigger will help performance and maybe slightly lose comfort, but in your case, maybe not. But you also get more consistency. Yeah. So, and we, you know, which is a, a big thing. Anybody can, when you're fresh in the first couple of laps and you're feeling good, you know, you can you can ride and and, you know, if your bike's got some kind of fault or whatever, uh, or a weakness in it, you can kind of get through it. But once you start getting tired, once you start pumping up a little bit because you're anxious in a race, you know, once somebody roosts you in the face and you get all pissed and mm-hmm. start riding like an animal, mm-hmm. um, then those those flaws kind of come out so if you're able to get rid of those and keep your bike consistent all the way to the end of the race that's yeah that's that's a big big improvement and coming from a production-based background i understand like look stock suspension is meant for the average dude yes it's going to work good but it's not meant to just hammer out 30 minute motos at a high rate of speed without losing some consistency that's just facts so these aftermarket companies aka pro circuit help with racers get more comfort slash consistency and help with that. So there is, I just get a lot of emails from you guys out there saying, Hey, why should I do this? What's wrong with stock? Blah, 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 blah. And that is the one of the reasons why you do this is because you want to be able to push a little bit. Maybe you want to go outside of your boundaries a little bit, but maybe try to find some new boundaries, right? So you're at a, you're at a level right now with your stock stuff. You get your stuff revalved or you get this a kit fork. That boundary could go up without you even knowing. Now I can push harder because I have something that's more consistent, a.k.a. has more performance. So we could sit here and talk about suspension all day long, but if you listen to Joe talk, and I know I've been around him a little bit, he doesn't ride that much. So if um, if he can push longer with this stuff, then that's straight up stuff. So that's... That's good news, actually. I gotta ride this bike, by the way. I yeah, I'm. I'm still trying to dial it in. Uh huh. Because I think there's a. Uh, it was good. Um, once I got it, the problem was I got all this stuff done. Um, we had some terrible winds here for the whole week before the race. Yeah. You know, and I was on a limited time, and I was able to kind of dial it in as much as I could on Friday before the race, and then race it, and then I raced it. And obviously when you race, and that's another thing too that's kind of crazy is, you know, when you race, you you find another level. You know, everybody can can practice. I'm I'm pushing as hard as I can, but I think anyone Mm -hmm. goes into a race and then, you know, everything's heightened. Right. So you're finding a new level. And so the the best, you know, unfortunately, the best place to test is during a race. And once we did the race, I kind of thought, you know, some stuff. And I ended up kind of going in the wrong direction. Um, 
I was feeling some stuff and talked to guys and like, well, we can do this and you know, explain to me what the changes will do. And I'm like, yeah, we need to go that way. And it ended up being the wrong direction because of how bumpy the track was. Right. Uh, usually at Glen Helen, you can go a certain way, um, you know, with compression and remount and whatever, and it'll make the bike work better. But because of multiple different, you know, levels of people riding on the track that day, and the bumps form differently. Yeah, they're just yeah. different. You yeah. know, they start way earlier. It's, it's, it's weird because you can ride your local track many, many times and have it wired, and then it'll be race day, and you're like, I don't know this track anymore. It's yeah. a different track. It's really what happened. You know, we obviously rode Glen Helen a lot leading up to the race, Yep. and uh, the bumps were – it was like a different track. Yeah, because the bumps, older dudes, right? And we talked to this on, the, on my other wrap-up podcast with about the World Vet, is just the bumps start sooner because these older dudes are breaking – a lot sooner than normal dudes. Yeah. So now you have these brakey bumps start halfway down the straightaway. You're like, yeah. why, why is there brakey bumps here? Like, what's yeah. going on? I was going down the hill and there was like bumps that are two feet tall going in a 45 degree angle. And I'm like, how does this happen? And right. you think about it, you know, somebody's locking up the rear wheel, sliding down. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, it was, it was crazy. The track, obviously you rode it. The track was super rough. Yeah. And I hadn't ridden anything that rough for, I stopped racing. <laughs> In oh eight, oh seven, oh eight. Yeah. I hadn't ridden anything that rough for, you know, at least ten years, so yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. We gotta do this again and yeah. yeah, that was it. Um one more thing you put on. Let's talk about it. Well here we go. Um we didn't talk about shock. Oh okay. we talk about shock. shock. Forks were great. We yeah. got those dialed in, they were good. Shock, uh it was a little too stiff too. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I went the wrong direction during the day of the race. Ended up kind of biting me in the ass but uh um so then you know fast forward to the week after tried a few different things um softened it up a little bit and kind of got the feeling back that i was looking for so uh i'm still working with the shock i'm gonna try a few different things and uh you know don't be a a pro racer right now what things are you talking about (laughs) um there's a little bit of i lost a little bit of comfort because I stiffened up kind of high speed and, and low speed. And there was this, this comfort and feel that I had with the stock shock that I kind of lost when I did that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I kind of went in the opposite direction when I went and rode it the week after and softened up, I ended up leaving the high speed or I'm sorry, the low speed, uh, and the rebound where I ended at the race. Mm-hmm. And I just started messing with the high speed and ended up going probably almost, a full turn out. Okay, so softer. Softer. Which is basically, in essence, a ride height, people. He's he's messing with his ride height. Yeah, know, and so. a little bit of, like, it kind of gave me, like, a cushion. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of, with, with it stiffer, obviously, it there was no give, and you, you have to ride it hard mm-hmm. to make it give. Right. I don't think I was able to ride that hard. Right. So I had to soften it up, give yourself that little cushion to, you know, when you're riding edges and trying to miss... You know, a square edge braking bump by, you know, six inches to the right or left. And you got to ride an edge between, say, the bump and the edge of the track. Mm-hmm. Um, soften it up, and I was able to do that. So You have a little bit more leeway. Yeah. So, like, if you're off, of the, if Joe's off his line a little bit, and he does happen to hit halfway into that smooth part, halfway into the rough part, it's not deflecting you side to side. Right. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. So he he's got all the lingo. He's been doing this a while. I don't I don't know what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's funny because you say something. I just I can picture it in my mind at certain times in my 
testing career that I've felt the same things, right? And I yeah. just learned how to adjust those things because I explained those things to the Japanese engineers and I've learned over time from them, this is the way we go. So it's it, it's so crazy. Like you, you ride so much and then I can just like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's crazy. You ride so much and you think, oh, I know what to do in every situation, but but then you when don't. you race, it's you don't know what to yeah, do. Everything. You don't. It's like ah, oh, I, I don't know what I'm doing. You're right. You turn your brain off when you race. You're like, oh dang. Yeah. What am and I doing right yeah. now? Two days later, I think about it. I'm like, what if I'd have just thought, I don't, you know, yeah, whatever. I don't know. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah. Hey, it's commercial time. Do not change the channel. Stick here. It's only a few minutes. Thank you. Oregon old timers, part of the old timers MX club. I'm going racing next year with these guys. They're a bunch of cool dudes that like to ride moto. So what? 60 years old? You can still race a dirt bike. Come have fun with me. They're going to Arizona in February. SoCal, Glen Helen. Come on now. April. Let's go. Mesquite, Nevada. So those are the two I will be at. I'll be at Glen Helen and Mesquite, April 18th and 19th at GH, and Mesquite, Nevada, April 25th and 26th. They go to Naranda, Montana, Hangtown, Washougal, British Columbia even. If you're Canadian, let's go. Let's go racing. I'm going to talk my buddy into racing. He's with me right now. He's going to go race next year. He's retiring from his job from 30-some years, and I'm going to force him to go race an old, old-timers old event with me, and we're going to go up to Mesquite, have a good time. So meet us there. Go to Oregon Old Timers MX. Have some fun. Let's go race some dirt bikes. Thanks to the guys over at 6D Helmets. That's right. They are on board with the KieferInkTesting.com. Kiefer Tested Podcast. We thank them for joining us. You have a street bike, a dirt bike, or do you pedal? You have a mountain bike. Head over to 60helmets.com. Check out the full line of helmets they offer. I'm sure they have a helmet for you. Hey, I get questions all the time. Kiefer, what helmet would you choose if you could pick one to buy? If you're going to spend your own money, Kiefer, where are you going? While there are a lot of helmets that are safe out there, okay? I do feel the safest in a 6D helmet. I've had many crashes in my ATR1. I've had a couple in my ATR2, and it has done its job. It's advanced ODS technology. It's race-proven. I'm telling you guys. And it's light. The new ATR2, it comes in at 1,480 grams. It's fully rebuildable. Very cool colorways. I trust the guys over at 6D Helmets. Maybe you guys should too. Hit me up over at chris at keyforinktesting.com. Maybe get a special discount code if you want to get a 6D. So please, guys, go check them out. 6D Helmets, hit me up. Tell me how you like yours. And if you don't have one, maybe go get one. Thanks, 6D. Have you guys checked out bloodlubricants.com? If you haven't, bludlubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it, was very surprised about the oil, did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. 
They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. they got some Supercross guys. So go check them out, bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER and get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out, bloodlubricants.com. Screenprintingdone.com. You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com. Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Hey, Heather. Hey, Chris. Did you know that every two-stroke KTM and Husqvarna come with a Vertex piston in the engine from the factory? No, I did not. 65 years ago, Vertex piston was founded in a small technical workshop in northern Italy. Today, because of the renowned reputation for exceptional quality, Vertex is an OEM supplier to KTM, Husqvarna, and more exotic brands like Beta, Gas Gas, and TM. No matter which brand of bike you ride with, when it's time to go ride or time to rebuild your top end... Vertex Pistons will have your engine performing better than new. To see their full range of two-stroke and four-stroke pistons in replica, high-compression, or GP-style configurations, visit them at vertexpistons.com or stop in your local dealer and ask for a Vertex Piston Kit today. And if you guys want a discount code, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I've got one for you. Save some money. Vertexpistons.com. You looking to get a new hoodie for the wintertime? How about a hat? Or how about you're just going to be a good boyfriend or a husband and get your wife or chick something cool like a tank top or maybe even some socks? Go to fmfracing.com. Look cool at the track. Look cool when you go to dinner. Nothing else says I ride dirt bikes more than an FMF hat and t-shirt. Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some dough. You can look cool, thank me later, get best dressed awards as you walk down the sidewalk. And hey, if I see you at the track wearing your FMF swag, chances are you will win something from Kiefer Inc. Testing. So do it. Go to FMFRacing.com, get yourself some swag. Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money. I will see you at the track with your FMF swag. Hey, are you guys looking for a battery for your bike? Is it dead? Are you pushing the button and nothing happens? Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. So go check out the website. It's very cool. Firepowerparts.com. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? 
Pro Taper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips. Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy. So go check them out. ProTaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to KeeferInkTesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyfring testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? ProTaper. ProTaper.com. The most important piece to this magical setup of yours. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. This was. <laughs> I think this was the highlight of possibly the whole week and your weekend. It was. It was, it was giving God. me. I'll give you the rankings here. It was Mathis Racing. Yeah. Second that was, was pretty cool. your mod that we're about to talk about. And third being World Vet uh, Champion. Wow. So this mod <laughs> and you being able to make fun of me. Yes. Rates above. This is going to be gold for me right here. Motocross of Nations world champion. Okay. Now look, before Joe speaks about this part, you can take it or leave it however you want it. But if Joe's talking about it, I would I would tend to believe him. Okay? I have yet to experience what Joe's experiencing. But I will ride this bike at a later time and try to feel what you're feeling. So Please tell the fine folk out there that what have you uh, got talked into now. <laughs> uh, he's having too much fun. Please set it up. Please set this up. All right. Tell so him exactly so here, what... here's the deal. The week of the Vet National, I think it was a Tuesday. <laughs> you already know that. You, you and I were riding at Milestone. Oh, God. You know, trying to dial some things in. Uh-huh. And uh, I'm in contact with Bones. And he calls me and says, hey, what about clamps? <laughs> and I honestly was like, I wasn't even thinking clamps. I was kind of good with where we were at. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think we'll be good. I'm, I'm going to go ride the track on Thursday and, yep. and dial in some more stuff and it'll be good. He's like, I'm going to get you some clamps. I was like, uh, okay, do, do you think that we need them? Do you think we need to go get them? Uh-huh. And he just, he didn't even acknowledge that I asked him that question. He just said, hey, I talked to Rick, a technical touch. You know where to go? Go get them. Uh-huh. They're ready to go. I, he said he's got them ready for you. You can pick them up. I'm like, okay, I guess this is happening. Yeah. So, me being me and Racer being a racer, I thought, well. That's some more cool shit. This is pretty cool. Yeah. I haven't got to to use these i haven't got to try them yet yep, and they're yep. the the x-trig triple clamps okay. is what we're talking about x-trig rocks x-trig rocks is what he uh, picked up at technical touch people yeah and uh i was like okay stock offset right stock offset i think honest I, there you can you can turn them flip yeah. the yep. steering sim around and it, i think it takes them to maybe 23 from a 23 to a 25 i believe 23 millimeters stock. offset is stock yeah so it has that option, which I haven't tried yet. And I think they even have another one that go twenty three twenty one, or they go twenty three twenty five. Yeah. So. so a lot of options there. Um, and I I went and got it, and I was like, man, I don't know. I don't know if I got time to test this, and da, da, da. Mm -hmm. and so I kept questioning Bones, and he would just <laughs> dismiss it. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, Finally, yeah. he's like, have I ever? done anything to your bike or told you to put something on your bike uh -huh. that is going to make it worse right and i said okay when you're right you're right, right. and then I, I just stopped asking just questions up, right? yeah 
Okay. So, so you put it on a Friday before the race? No, I said, well, at least I told Bones. I said, at least since I'm going to include this in the story and I, I want to do an actual test, uh-huh. I said, let me ride with the stock ones, okay. you know, and and dial in the suspension and make any adjustments we need to make, and then we'll throw them on back to back it. Yeah, and okay. he said, okay, fair enough. That's a good idea. It's a proper test. Yeah. So that's what we did. We dialed in some stuff, and uh, I think we got halfway through the day on Friday, and the track was getting really rough, really dry. Um, and they're like, all right, let's throw on the clamps. So we did that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Dude, and Friday was rough. Yeah, Friday I, was I don't like, know, dude. Friday might have been the rougher day of the Yeah, I think weekend. so. Like yeah. it, There was bumps on that track that I was like, I don't even. Right. Like, it Gnarly. looked like somebody dug them with an the excavator. I don't know what the hell was going <laughs> yes, on. Yes, exactly. But, um. So we tried them, and then I was always a little worried too. Like, you know, the bars and kind of the, the oh, front end of the bike. I yeah. I don't like if there's a change. Good I one. can usually adjust to it, yes. but when it's that close to a race, um, I I agree with you on that. I don't like to change like the bend the or mounting the height. Position. Yeah. Yes. Where the the feel of everything is. Right. So because here's the thing, folks. You get a clamp. They say, "Oh, this is the stock position," but. Uh, Sometimes it's not. I've been really adamant about these on on Adrian's clamps, on on other people's clamps. Is like, I like this position, the stock position. You guys need to make the hole in that position, and then you have a different mount, right? And then that could be a little bit taller, a little bit lower, and then just a few millimeters could really fuck up your rider triangle. Yeah, it's it's weird, but that's I think that's probably one of the things that the majority of all riders. Is the one thing they feel instantly because mm-hmm. you sit on it. And you're like, oh, this feels different. Right. And then your mind starts going and then you kind of, right. you know, you, jack you, you your mind up. I'm going this corner. My elbow's different. I feel yeah. like my arm position's different. You're like, ah. Yeah. So it kind of gets the, uh, you know, freaking. Right. Gives the, the head case, you know, which all of us have or are at some point and just, you know, makes it run wild. So, so. You, you, you find the setting. Yeah. I got on it. Okay. I was even worried like. I looked, I'm looking at my bars and I had the guys at pro circuit helping me. Um, and they're like, yeah, w- you know, we'll get it. Kyle Bentley. Um, okay. So he, he was, know, right. he helped me on Friday cause he was just out there out of the kindness of his heart. Um, he goes, dude, I- I'll get it back the same it was, you know? And I'm like, okay, I trust you. Mm-hmm. But I-, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm checking this out. You know, if yeah. I had to, I was going to get, you know, some measuring devices right. out and do this shit, but <laughs> he did it. They got it close. I looked at it. I'm like, oh, this looks pretty good. Hopped on the bike, sat on it. Um, felt exactly the same do you know what hole you were in second hole first hole where where are you at on the extra there's three yep uh i'm the furthest back so you're in the first hole yeah closest, closest to, 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 to the rider yeah which you know we kind of eyeballed it and so line you're them in all the up. back hole forward mount position yes okay. back hole forward which mount. is normally how i do it too yeah yeah and that was the same that there's only two holes on the stock clamp obviously but back hole forward mount position with the with the bar mounts got it so i did that that was first step everything looked good there felt good um i said all right we'll go out and try them so try them uh and my initial hesitation with trying them was i thought they were going to be stiffer because in my experience the only time i really ever you know used clamps like you said during supercross was when i needed the rigidity when i needed no flex you know when you're tripling and and doubling in and out of rhythm sections on supercross you want 
when your front wheel lands, you don't want any flex. You don't want any wallow. You want it to stick right there and then take off in the exact same direction you're going. Mm -hmm. So, and the same with whoops, you know, you don't want any kind of flex going through there. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. These might be stiffer. And, and again, you know, bones just kept looking at me like you're an idiot. Just go ride the bike. So I did. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised that they weren't stiffer. Okay. I had more of a positive feel. I won't say the stock was vague because it wasn't. I don't want to say that. But I guess it, it's one of those things that you don't know what you got until you try something different, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I went into it with like a little bit of hesitation, but, you know, trust in, in Bones and what he told me. And then uh, so I think the first thing I felt was kind of going into corners, like when the bike's under a load. Obviously, I think the stock clamps maybe flex and twist a little more. Mm -hmm. So you get a little bit of a, I don't know, I don't want to call it vague. I don't know another word, but not an actual like precise, okay, this is where the, the planted feel. The planet, I'm planted here and this is where it's going. Mm -hmm. You might get a little bit like, oh, we could wobble a little bit here, this or that way. Um, it took that away. So, which made, like you said, it was planted. I felt like, okay, the, the, the bike is planted here. And then the next thing, you know, lean angle turning in, um, it felt good there. Like, okay, still planted, still got good traction. And uh, and then through the corner, you know, that, that continued. And then the, the other part, which, you know, the comfort stuff for me is big, was coming in. It kind of, it's a little bit of compar comparison like I felt with the, the engine mounts. Like coming into corners, I felt like it took a little bit of that initial... Uh, spiky feel or or harsh feel coming into some of those bumps and corners you know it just kind of i don't know it was like a cushion right if that makes any sense damping. yeah a little more dampening a little cushion a little more like control mm -hmm. and and calmness and I, I felt less through the bars okay so it's impressive. Um, yeah it's impressive now <sighs> the downside of all this okay. was your uh, contribution to it all, which was to give me shit about it for I don't know. We're still I'm still getting shit about it. I just think it's funny because I just you know you're you're a day out. I mean it's Friday and you're doing clamps like you were just gnarly, all in like it was just gnarly. It's like bones <laughs> is Jesus Christ, and you're like I will follow you to the gates of hell. Just point me in the right direction, even though you kind of doubted Jesus Christ a little bit. But he pointed you in the right direction, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, it's you know what, when he's never let me down. So, are you going to argue with him anymore about it after he just pointed you in the right direction again? Uh probably. Yeah, just mainly just to keep him on his toes. <laughs> but well, uh, man, that's good news, honestly. Like straight up, I've ran X-Trig on stuff, and they're really good clamps. There's only a couple clamp companies that I trust in rigidity balance, and X-Trig's always been really good at least keeping. I shouldn't say. I would say they're at least keeping stock flex character and not going so rigid. Yeah. I've tried neck and clamps, and they're horrible. They're rigid. I was like, holy shit, take these things off. It, it fucked up the bike. Um, so yeah. I've put X-Trigs on my KTM before, and it, it has helped in certain situations. Mm -hmm. And in some situations, I've put them on a Yamaha, and I thought, and it's a little bit more rigid feeling than the stock clamp on the Yamaha. So it just depends on 
the manufacturer clamp. So in this case, in this case, maybe the the Cowie clamp is a little bit on the stiff side, which would make sense to me as an R and D guy because their fork is a little bit soft. So maybe they made that up in rigidity through the clamp to try to get that right. So, um, yeah. So I mean, that's all good information for people out there. X Trig, if you guys are looking for clamps, that's a good direction to go. Yeah, definitely try them. And they and I I wasn't able to try, you know the. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I forgot the exact. Uh, Which what are you talking about? For the the cushions. The PHDS. There it is. Mounts. PHDS. Yes. Sorry. I've hit my head a lot. Can't remember shit. Anyway. Um, it could they, be PDHS. I don't remember. Let me look. Yeah. Up. Go ahead. The, the, the elastomer yes. cushions. There, there's different. Something, something. There's different, uh, you know, stiffer, softer. I went with kind of middle of the road because they, they said that's kind of what everybody usually runs, at least what they start with. So PHDS, Progressive Handlebar Dampening System. There you go. Is X-Trig's vibration dampening bar mount designed to dissipate vibrations in the engine and chassis. This dampening system also helps to maintain the bar position by minimizing forces from blows while riding through bumpy stretches. There you go. That's straight from X-Trig itself. I guess if I could have just read that, then I would have known they would probably work too. But Study up. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right, so that's Joe's bike, and he... Before we uh, wrap this thing up here, because it's what we're forty minutes in or so, um, is this bike one of the the better bikes that you've ridden in your time? I know you've ridden a lot of bikes, and I know bikes have changed since you've been racing. So I'm curious to see if this is one of the better ones that you've you've ever have had. I, I'm really happy with it right now. I was happy with what we were able to do in a short amount of time. Um. I'm still messing with it. Still a little bit of a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, the bikes have changed. The, the bigger thing I think is I've changed. I don't get to ride as much. I've gotten a lot slower. And it's weird. Like what I look for now, I didn't look for when I was racing. So I think it's probably one of the better bikes I've, I've ridden in, in recent history, probably the past five years. Okay. Um, I feel really comfortable on it. I felt comfortable on it stock. So to be able to get a good base to start with and then improve things without totally going, you know, wrong directions and getting way off base mm-hmm. um, is, is hard. It's easy to do to get off base, but we've been able to kind of stay within that and, and you know, make a bike that's really fun to, for me to ride. The biggest thing for me now is I don't, it's weird. Like, I wish I had the need to ride every day. I don't think I could. I don't think my body would allow me because I get, I ride one day and I'm tired. And I need a day off so I can ride maybe every other day. But I want to go ride. When I have a bike that's just much fun to ride, it makes me want to go ride, right. which is which is a great thing. Right. So I'm really happy with it. Um, and I'm, I'm pumped to be like, I'm ready to go try some stuff and. You know, I don't know. Maybe there's some cool, more cool parts that I'm going to put on there and you can make fun of me, but right. I don't care. <laughs> Joe Martinez. Yeah. We have a buddy. We talked about this in part one. David Martinez. He's a, he loves dirt bikes. He loves to ride. He's one of my buddies that he actually rides a lot for he's a guy that probably has the best looking bike ever. Yep. So and he, somehow it stays clean. Yes. 
it's like repellent. He has like mud repellent. Yeah, for, he's got something. I don't know. It's amazing. So that's Joe's name and David's name mixed together. So Joe Martinez is the guy you're speaking with right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So to wrap this sucker up, you got a fifth. That's good, man. Not riding for a while and coming in, jumping in. So all this stuff to all this stuff to, to your bike. Dude, you rode good, honestly. Like you were up there for a bit. You had a mistake. But yeah, first mode I was actually in third. I right. I felt I should have finished third, and not 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 to I think um, Mark, yeah, no, Mark Tilly right, right. and uh, Jeremy Chossy finished ahead of me in third and fourth. Obviously Brownie won. You were second, um, and then those two guys were third and fourth. I ended up fifth, um, and they were riding great. So nothing take nothing away from them. But I was in third the first moto and fell, and uh, I don't know, maybe it was. I probably put some pressure to perform on myself. I kind of had this feeling like, you know, with all this stuff that we did to the bike, yep. I felt like all these sponsors that jumped on, yep. you know, last minute, hey, we're going to give you this, give you this. I'm like, so now you have an obligation to perform. You sound like exactly what I was talking about on my podcast, which you probably haven't listened to, from my racing at the AMA Nationals this year. Yeah, I did listen to it. So that's all the same it's shit feeling exactly, that I had. Exactly. Yep. So, and I, and I mean, I raced for how many years? So I know that building that up in your mind and, and putting those expectations on yourself is, doesn't really help, Mm-mm. but it's hard not, it's hard not to do. Right. Because you got people that are putting in this effort, especially like, you know, guys are like, yeah, you know, people coming on their days off to help me out. And, um, yeah. so you have a lot of yep. pressure. To perform for these people and pay them back in a sense. Correct. So I think a little bit of that. I put maybe too much on myself. And then uh, the track being crazy gnarly. Um, me kind of going in a, a wrong direction. So, yeah, anyway, a uh, combination of all that stuff <clears throat> um, kind of made me not ride like I wanted to ride. I pumped up right away. Couldn't hang on. Um and it's kind of was miserable to ride two 20-minute motos. Just having to kind of manage it and, and I don't know, kind of mail it in because I couldn't push and ride like I wanted to ride. So overall, fifth was okay. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm not happy with it. But if I could have been third, I might have made me happy. I don't know because I'm usually not happy with most of the shit that I end up with. But it is what I it is. I think you should be happy. I mean, you haven't ridden. You've been doing shit. You do this kind of last minute. Which shouldn't have been because you knew this was going on for a while. I feel like you didn't commit until the last minute, right? <laughs> I, told, I gave you plenty of time to get your shit warmed up. Yeah. I was a little bit on the fence. I'm like, ah. Mm-hmm. Now, now so here's the deal now, folks. He's already fucking in. Yeah, I'm in for next year. He's I'm already, already like, I'm already talking shit. shit. Go, you got to slow down, dude. You got 360 days still just to chill down. Like uh, I got I got a lot of time to make up for. I've been talking. <laughs> I've been already talking shit. I told Kiefer I'm coming for him next year. <laughs> I might even do it next year. I'm gonna say I'm out. Fuck it. <laughs> yep. See. Uh huh. He's 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 already messing. I'm buckling. With me. I'm buckling. He's not buckling. He's messing with me because oh I'm out. So I I kind of tone it down. Yeah, it, it down. It ain't happening. I'm not buying it. You got Christmas, Thanksgiving coming up. Gain some weight. Nope. Yep. I've been losing weight. I'm going to continue that process. I'm going to be down to my fighting weight next year. Uh-huh. And I'll probably pump up again and, and ride like shit and be pissed. <laughs> Don't get so much help. Get the pressure low. Keep I know. I got to keep it low. Trust me, from a guy that was there and had a fucking rig in the pits all to himself, 
That is not a way to live your life, let me tell you. Yeah. It, I don't it, like it. It takes some a learning process to get used to that. But and not uh, all of us is seven deuce deuce. Hey, yeah. I mean. I mean, it look, the, the sheer looks of the guys is awesome. <laughs> He's in the background right now. But as you can yell this, okay. you have a rig by yourself. It's all to you. I you fucking love it. You don't feel. <laughs> no. You don't feel pressure. No, not at all. All right, I love this. I mean, I love being the center of attention, though. You yeah. know what I mean? That's just me. But like, uh, all right. Well, not me and Joe. Yeah, I don't like it. Because I, you know, it's funny because Dungey pretty much told me. Um, he's like, dude, you can do the best you can do, and that's all you can do. So it's kind of like to me having all the rig and all the shit is just sick. But like, you have to remember to not put the pressure on yourself and be like, oh my God, I have to do good. I have to do this. I have to do that. You just have to go out there and do the fucking best you can do on that day and that's all you got. Here's the thing. That sounds all easy to do. Yeah, simple. No, it's not. It's, just bottle it's it and sell it. Yeah. <laughs> because the thing is, it's not even about, how. it's about people putting the effort in for you and me wanting to repay them. That is what's for me. That's where my pressure comes from is like the belief that I can do it. And then, hey, I'm doing this, this, this for you. And it's that's it's, it's, kind of gnarly. Like I want to reward. I want to reward them with something. Right. Yeah. And I, I think everybody wants that. I think you and I are both very humble people and like you said you know you're you're there to kind of hey i want to help people i want to do this i want to do that but if you want to be successful in racing right and it's kind of like what adam just said you know i'm going to do the best i can do and if you know that's it and if you don't like it well sorry about your luck but you know you you have to be self-centered you have to be like hey this is all here for me you have to revel in that like you said hey this is all for me i love it right and you have to get to that point, and you have to get to that, like, yeah, this is all for me. I deserve I this. I deserve this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This should be here I for me. I think that's some of my problems. I don't think I deserve some of the shit. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, that's how I felt going in the summer is, like, I don't deserve all this shit. Like, why are you guys doing this? Like, Yeah, yeah. but, you know, I just, I just want to put one thing in there, Keeper, though, mm-hmm. is, like, too, I think you're too worried about, you know, what they think. Because they're there because they believe in you. And like as a racer, we all know it's not about anybody else. At the end of the day, it's about you and how you do. So yeah, you wanna you wanna appease everybody in the pits and everybody that's supporting you, but at the same time, you have to remember that you started out racing for you. Yep. And the reason you're there is to do your best. And technically, all you really got is some more parts. So it's really just your mentality and the way you look at it. I feel like when you put your when you put pressure on yourself to start appeasing other people, that's when you get fucked. You get fucked. Right. You got to just do it for you. Right. At the end of the day, that's what this is for. We ride dirt bikes because we love it and we want to have fun, and that's like our personal thing. It's you and the dirt bike. At the end of the day, they're just supplying parts. Yeah, Joe. Well. You know, you know, when I raced, I didn't have any problem thinking that way. Right. Because I was like, probably a lot of times I thought, well, I need to get more. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Because maybe that's just how highly I thought of myself. Probably 
Which, which is good, what you need to do. You have to. But now it's I kind of felt like you said, why, why are you doing all this? And, I, you know, I'm like, oh, man, these guys are helping me. They're doing all this. And I'm just this fireman that Kiefer made race. And <laughs> here we are. But, again, um, I don't know. At the end of the day, it's a cool process to be a part of. I'm glad you made me do it. Um, now I just want to race more. So that's what I'm going to do. And I think I got to wrap this up because we got like people getting I ready to cycle here and cycling. He's dropping in to go cycle with me. Yeah. Hey, I'm already getting ready. Fucking coming. See, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm bailing <laughs> out. I'm bailing out. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thanks Joe. I appreciate it. And, uh, next year we'll see you next year. Yeah, let's do it. Let's have a little fun this time. <laughs>